Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. It is Monday, July 31st, and guess what? (laughs) I honestly don't know why I'm so jittery. I mean, we called it. We called it from last week. We called it from the week prior. There was going to be more delays and more stuff getting pushed back with the writer's strike that's going on and the fact that the studios are not budging. And now Hollywood, Hollywood wants to utilize AI more, which I do believe. And I called it, I called it, no, I'm sorry, we called it, you know, we You and I, yes, in this very intimate moment for you to join the podcast right now, we have called the simple fact that the studios now want to do a proof of concept saying, you know what, we don't care about the workers, we don't care about the actors, AI is where it's at right now, we're going to hire AI workers, they're going to do everything for us and then we'll use their work, everything in perpetuity and for many, many years which means forever, perpetuity, forever, years to come. And yet, there are people that are, I told you, there are people that go, I'll do it. I'll be an AI worker. I'll I'll work with whatever you want me to do, boss, sir, ma'am, lord, god, whatever. (laughs) I'm laughing about all this because it's sad that we've even gotten to this point. But... I still have faith. Actually, I don't know what I have. You know, I I was a little sad when more and more stuff kept on getting delays and getting pushed back and we're getting the mediocre entertainment towards the ending of the year. Hopefully, the strike gets resolved by then. And there's no telling to see what could be, what truly is the outcome of all this. Are we going to get a fair share? Are we going to get, you know, some kind of compensation going on for everybody not just union but non-union guys and we're going to get the movies that we were promised and get entertained by what we expect to be you know spider-man beyond the spider-verse oh that broke my heart that broke my heart it's been delayed indefinitely so we might not know if we're going to get it at the end of 24 or even the middle of 25 or whenever it's going to be I mean, quite frankly, I get it. We've waited five years since the last one, but god damn, man. You know, it's why we can't have our expectations so high. Oh, and speaking of expectations, who do I have a lot to talk about on that one? But I don't want to beat up a bloody horse to a bloody... Well, what's the old saying? I don't want to beat up a dead horse to a bloody pulp. There you go. See? See, I got it. I got you. I got you. I got you. And yet here we are. And I've done it. Oh, I've done it. I've binge-watched the newest or the latest Marvel's DC... But Marvel DC. You see? You, you see? I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied on this one a little bit. 
Marvel's Disney Secret Invasion. I finally watched it. I binge watched it. It took me two days, one night, and the very next morning. So, one day. I watched the whole thing. Six hour worth of content. Less than six hours. And, uh, wow. Wowie, wow, wow. I think, and I know I'm going to regret saying it. And... I'm most likely going to walk back on it because I'm going to be watching more and more of this. There's a huge part of me that is so done with the MCU. I There's a huge part of me, and I know you're feeling this too. I am just... Oh, I am just done with the MCU. I'm... Oh my god, I'm I'm not done. I'm, I'm, okay, me, a huge part. Half of me, half of me is done with the MCU. You know, we get this show, and for one thing, Rotten Tomatoes is. I think it's like the first rotten show on Disney right now, which is laughable to me because, in my opinion, it's not as bad as She-Hulk, because She-Hulk was pretty bad. She-Hulk and Eternals, to me, are like the lowest standards of MCU content. It's like the lowest of that. To me, She-Hulk is what happens when you empty a barrel of whatever context that you content that you have in there, and you're just scraping it. You're just scraping the bottle of the barrel. That's She-Hulk to me. Secret Invasion is just slightly above that scraping. You know, it's like it's like the last drop of whatever you have in that barrel, whether it's oil or sand or whatever the hell it is. And I know I'm beating around the bush here a little bit, but I mean, can you blame me? This show did nothing to exceed anyone's expectations. It did nothing in terms of showing us, oh, what's the next step? What's the next thing? What what's what's something that we have to look forward to in 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 in, in uh, on the next episode of the MCU Disney show and whatever the case may be to put it bluntly and by the way we're going to go into full spoiler territory because I don't give a damn I don't care you know and and you've heard me say it before if I say something that's spoiler free that means I want you to go see it I want you to ha- enjoy it and have a good time with it if I spoil the shit out of it that means I don't give a flying fluke In terms of what happens. I really don't. The show happens. In synopsis. In context. You basically have. The invasion of the scrolls. That are living among us. In the human world. In the earth that what we inhabited. And scrolls are everywhere. There are millions of scrolls. And you don't know. Who is who. You just don't know. Who is when. And where is what. And I'm just babbling on and on because I'm just trying to make this show as interesting or or me explaining this show as interesting as I could. And I don't think I could ever get around it. Nick Fury returns. He returns from space after taking a hiatus from the blip, from the decimation, from Thanos' snap. And he comes back and it's like one last ride that he has to go through when it's not really one last ride. The invasion goes through. And this rebel, this terrorist, because that's exactly what he is, Graphic, one of the among the elitists of the scrolls, wants to eliminate an extinct, extinction? 
and as an extinction of the human race. So that way all scrolls can finally live on Earth because Nick Fury promised them that they would find a home for them and he went back on his word. I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to make it as dramatic as I possibly can. Gravik decides to kill people because he has a personal gripe against Nick Fury for not doing what he says. And Nick Fury feels that it is, that it, is his, it is his responsibility to do whatever he needs to do to save humankind. Why don't they bring in the Avengers? No, this has nothing to do with the Avengers. This is my fight and my fight alone. I I feel like this can be this is like the beginning of an audio like drama series for podcasting and I'm actually having fun with it. I hope you are too. Oh my god. What makes the show so bad in my opinion is the fact that the trailers was insinuating that Nick Fury had one last fight in him to do whatever he can to fight against the scroll invasion, the scroll army. And he has allies, you know, Talos, played by Ben Mendelsohn, if I'm not mistaken, that's his name. And of course, you have the mother of dragons, female Hitler slash Emilia Clark. And I don't want to call her female Hitler anymore, you know, because that was that was Daenerys Targaryen. I was the oldest. This is a new character, Gaia, who is Talos's daughter from the Captain Marvel movie, if you remember that. And if you remember from the last movie from Captain Marvel, Captain yeah, Captain Marvel. If you remember from there, you remember that the scrolls had to go away for them to finally find a new home. But of course, they seem to think, they meaning Fury and company, they seem to think that it's better for them to stay here on Earth. Because it's so much easier to change the minds, the, no, 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 to protect everyone as a whole than to change their minds and hearts of innocent people. And what I hate about this show is the fact that the show doesn't really solve anything. It doesn't solve any problems. It doesn't solve any... It doesn't have a, a finite conclusion if you truly think about it. Scrolls, like I said, scrolls are living amongst the human race, right? But at no point within the show... Can you truly tell who is a scroll and who is not? It could be anybody, as I said. I mean, there is a point where one of the scrolls was actually getting tortured by a female character. I completely forgot her name, and I don't, I, I don't know, Amelia, Sophie, Cashway. I don't freaking remember her name. But she cuts off a, a piece of this guy's finger, and the finger turns to green, like it turns back to its natural state. And I'm thinking to myself, huh, that's interesting. Um, I wonder if they're going to do that more to insinuate who is a scroll and who is not. No. They don't they don't pretty much do anything with that. Like the best way to determine who is a scroll or not is by literally either torturing them or killing them and see if they return back to how they were. And at no point it, it, like, I was expecting something like, do you remember the thing, like, from the 1980s? I believe it was, like, the 1980s or, nah, yeah, I'm sure it was the late 80s. 
you know, popular horror movie, one of the probably one of the best horror movies that has ever been created. And there was a scene where a guy was taking the infected blood and was trying to test to see if the blood was contaminated and if the blood would activate by, you know, shock or death or spike or whatever. And the blood reacted. And you would think that maybe, just maybe, this show would have something along those lines. No, let's cut off a guy's finger and then see if they, you know, if it changes, turns to a skull or not. That happens one time. One time. That happens in the entire show. In the six episodes we get, this happens in the entire show. You got Nick Fury, who's married to a scroll, because of course he is. And she was sent there from many years ago in 1995 or 7 or 8 or when, God knows when. And she was sent there to spy on him, but then fell in love with him and has been living on Earth ever since. Okay, whatever. And then you got this main terrorist guy, Gravik, who wants, as I said, wants to eliminate all everybody and then at the end oh my goodness at the end you have the super fight you have the 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 fight between the super scrolls and they made one of the poorly dumbest decisions i have ever seen in my life (laughs) so get this get this towards the ending of the show of i think it was the fifth season fifth season fifth episode where they introduced something called the Harvest, right? Never been spoken of before. Never been reiterated once, ever. In the entirety of the MCU, never has been used as a MacGuffin, has never been mentioned, never. It just popped up out of nowhere. And what the Harvest is, is basically a sample, a collection of every superhuman-powered DNA combined into one. Every single one of them. Everyone. From the Battle of Infinity War and Endgame DNA was collected. By S.H.I.E.L.D. Or by Fury. By Fury and combined into one known as the Harvest. Now, what do you think they did with that? Well, let me tell you. At the very last episode, Graphic wants to utilize the power of the harvest so he could inject it, or not even inject it, he built a machine so he could put this thing in a microwave and it spins around and then he gets the superhuman power of every single person. People like the Hulk, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Ebony Maw, the most powerful telekinetic one of Thanos' children, the the guy, the, the skinny dude, the, the one that Tony Stark said that he looked like uh, Squidward. That, Ebony Maw. Drax. Ghost. Even though she was never really there during the battle. How they acquired that DNA? Who knows? Every single DNA is powered by this, this thing. Gravik has it. And Gaia has it. Talos' daughter. No personality whatsoever throughout the entire show. Kind of a rebel. Kind of on the plane both sides. Kind of a double agent. You know, whatever the case may be. And she kills him. And she is now a super scroll that enables all of these abilities. Ah! 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 
Oh, man. Oh, dear. Let me explain to you why this is stupid. When you have one character that now has the DNA and the powers of every single, nearly every single Marvel character that you had, kind of makes the MCU irrelevant going forward, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Because now, if an external threat comes, like Kang and his army of Kangs, any future character that comes on after is irrelevant. It's, it, they're useless. You know? Galactus comes out of nowhere. Oh, don't worry about the Fantastic Four. Let's find them. Let's call Gaia. Oh, there's an army of Kangs that's going to be coming out of nowhere onto Earth. Let's call Gaia. Oh, we have this massive threat of another invasion coming onto Earth. Don't worry about it. Let's call Gaia. I got to do this. I got to do this. There's something strange in the MCU. Who are you going to call? The Gaia. <laughs> I got to make a shirt. I got to make a shirt. I, I got to write that one down. I got to make a shirt. Oh, my God. This is probably the most fun that I had in a while because it's fucking dumb. It is so dumb. Kevin Feige, why would you do that? Why? Why? Just why? Why the hell would you do that? Oh my god. And apparently, and get this, behind the scenes, he says that it was his idea for this Super Scroll fight to happen. This Super Scroll fight. Oh. Okay. Interesting. So you're going to have one female character that the audience barely connects to have the powers and capabilities of every single power that has fought in Infinity War and Endgame. From Thanos to Black Panther, Captain America, Captain Marvel, etc., etc., etc. Not knowing if the blood of those DNAs actually are compatible with each other. Like, what happens if you combine the DNA of the Hulk, for example, and combine that with the blood of Captain America? Uh, would that not be compatible or unstable? Oh, don't know. What's, what's the guy? Oh my god, I wish I had this audio. What's the guy that said uh, uh, on YouTube, don't ask questions. Just consume product and get excited for next product. Jesus, man. Jesus. Oh, 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 That's not all. So at the ending of the show, this is what happens. The president gets saved towards the towards the middle, towards the ending of the show. The president gets saved by Talos, right? Talos dies. Big fucking deal. He gets saved by Talos. He sees that Colonel Rhodes, Rhodey, is a scroll. And we're going to get into that right after I explain how stupid this is. He gets saved by a scroll, right? And then he gets betrayed by one. And then somehow he goes on national television and wages war against the scrolls. Wages war against the scrolls. And then you see politicians on national television getting killed by mercenaries and soldiers. 
And when you shoot them, they reveal, oh my god, it's true, the scrolls are living among us. Nick Fury knows this. Nick Fury calls the president and acknowledges this. We see on national television that politicians and other people are getting killed left and right. So not only are innocent scrolls, the refugees, the people that were supposed to find a home but never did decide to stay on earth, not only are they getting killed, but innocent people are getting killed because, like I said earlier, you really can't determine who is a scroll or not unless you want to go up to them and cut off their freaking finger. On national television, you're performing a live execution. What in God's name do you think is going to happen next? Hmm, MCU? Hmm, Kevin Feige? Hmm, creators of the show? Hmm, showrunner? Hmm, director? What do you think is going to happen next? What's to stop a chain reaction, a floodgate from opening up within the world that you have created? What's to stop other people from committing genocide? murder to other innocent people and just instantly claim, I thought he was a scroll. I thought she was a scroll. The president did this on national television. Nick Fury knows this. He knows this. He calls him out on it. And what does he do? People, innocent people, innocent scrolls that he promised to protect. Innocent people that it was his sworn duty as S.H.I.E.L.D. director that he promised to protect are dying under his watch, under his nose. And what happens? He fucking leaves again. He leaves the planet again. What are you doing to my I'm about to pass out. Oh my God, I'm about to pass out. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Wow. Oh my God. Okay, let me calm down for a second. This show has proven to me that the people that have worked on the MCU whether they are pre-endgame, post-endgame, the show, the the brand of the MCU has lost its has lost its way. It has lost its way. I literally looked at all of this through my laptop computer, and when that final conclusion happened, I just put down my computer. I I I was like, all right, that's it. Arms up. Arms up. I don't care. I don't care that Maria Hill got killed. In the first episode, I don't care. I don't care that that Rhodes was a scroll this entire time. People were making a big fuss about that. I don't give a shit. Because the director was like, Oh, I think he was a scroll since Civil War. You think he was a scroll since Civil War? <coughs> Bullshit. Why? Because he fought in Endgame, and when he bled, he bled real blood. Red blood. And apparently when you wound a scroll, their blood actually... Whether it's from an orifice or an injury or whatever, it exposes itself as the actual thing. 
In other words, if you happen to cut a scroll while they're disguised as another human being, that blood actually shows purple, not red. So, not even the director knows what the fuck he's talking about. Interesting. And then, the director had the balls, had the balls to say that we have, we, the fans, have too much expectations from the from the MCU, from these shows, from this content, that our expectations are too high, that we have too much expectations from this high. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I deeply apologize that we as fans that have been, that have loved and have followed this, 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 this entity of one of the greatest cinematic universe only to get tarnished and squashed after Endgame concluded. Sure, you had a few gems. Spider-Man No Way Home. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And yet not even they were really under the guise of... The, the guise. The, the, the creative minds of Marvel, if you truly think about it. Marvel, the MCU. And what I mean by that is... No Way Home was a Sony product. It still is. Guardians of, the, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, James Gunn product. James Gunn wrote it. James Gunn directed it. And he's now with DC. Literally everything else from then on has been mediocre to bad at best. I mean, sure, we have great gems like, you know, a few good gems like WandaVision, even though the ending sucked. We had the most powerful performance from Oscar Isaac from Moon Knight. Ending sucked. We had maybe a few semi-decent shows from Loki, even though the ending was somewhat decent. But I didn't really enjoy that show at all myself. And But that's just a personal preference. That's a subjective point of view. My point is this. You tell us... Not to get our hopes high. You tell us to not get our expectations high. You tell us that we should just consume whatever it is that comes before us. Regardless if it's mediocre or not. If this is not a sure way for you to stick the biggest middle finger to the fans. To us, the audience that has been following your projects. Your brand. Your content. I don't know what is. This is basically what this tells me. This is the showrunner's way of saying, yeah, fuck you. We're going to do whatever we want. This is why I'm going back and forth and just shutting myself off from the MCU completely. A huge part of me now wants to rebrand my podcast because of this. Because I'm getting tired of reviewing and talking about bad movies and bad shows. I'm getting tired of it. Regardless if I actually somewhat enjoy complaining about it, I'm getting tired of watching mediocre bullshit. And yet, we're to blame. And yet... We're the ones that are somewhat responsible for having our expectations too high. Okay, say no more. Say no more. Because while the numbers dwindle and the content becomes less and less, what do you think is going to happen later on? What do you think is going to happen when 
you're looking for new work, but you won't have studios or at least passionate people to look at what you've done. Literally, it, it's let's let's be honest here. We're in a cutthroat business when it comes to entertainment, and a lot of it has to do with the what have you done for me lately? And they can see what you've done in the last few shows, and they'll watch the reviews, and they'll watch what people say. And you may not care about that, but tell I'll tell you this. Some other people do. What do you think happened to D&D from Game of Thrones? What do you think happened? Where is D&D now? Where are they now? Maybe writing a couple of things from here and there, but freaking they were fired by Star Wars, by the head execs of Star Wars. Probably the same as Disney, but that besides the point. Where, where are D&D now? And yeah, that's just the one classic example, but it's a big example nonetheless. Because that's how much of an impact that show has gave upon us, that has been given to us, and yet all of a sudden, no, it's all good. We are we had our expectations way too high. I end this podcast with this. If this is how it's going to be from this point on forward, let me know. Let me know now, and I won't look forward to anything else. I'll be very, very selective in terms of what shows that I want to watch, what movies I want to watch, and I, along with many other, many others, will just stop consuming your product. We'll just stop. And if you want to continue sticking your middle fingers on us, that's fine. Because we're going to look at other content and we're going to enjoy the hell out of it. And we're going to try or do our best to engage with it and just look forward to more things what's going on. Because I guarantee you what this is teaching, what you are teaching your audience, what you're actually telling your audience, what we're being taught by this, A, is to not expect anything else anymore, anything highly. Okay, that's number one. Number two A lot of passionate writers, despite the fact that the strike is still going on, a lot of passionate writers and filmmakers and content creators are going to look at this, are going to look at your work, and they're going to learn what not to do when it comes to your product. They're going to look at this, and they're going to learn, and they're going to say, you know what, I have enough integrity, I have enough passion, I have enough balls to say, no, we will not do this. We will tell a cohesive and great character-driven story. And by God, do I have nothing more to say about that. So, director of Secret Invasion, I don't care what your name is, go F yourself. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your tuning in to every single week. I actually enjoy doing this on a Monday. And I, I, I want to do a little bit more audio drama because that was actually actually pretty fun. It, it gives a little bit of an interesting you know, perspective in terms of what I say. You know, in, in terms of my perspective, in terms of what I want to bring to the table. As always, like, subscribe, share this podcast. Let's give it all the way. Five stars, 10 stars, 15 stars, 20 stars, 25 stars. I'm going in fives, but it doesn't matter. Thumbs up and everything else. I'm getting 
animated because I got to go to work later on and I have to have my high expectations get shattered once again. And maybe you will too. Tune in next Monday where we will return more with more news of comic stuff, movies, games, shows, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.